What is going on, Fantasy Alarm Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells and Ryan Hallam. And on a big Thanksgiving week, the Family Times podcast crew is here for you. We got a few games on Thursdays, guys. I mean, everyone's going to get out of their routine with it being the holidays. And that's the thing, man. The holidays are a distraction at this point. We can't take our foot off the gas pedal. Turkey makes us tired here. We can't be exhausted. We can't be lazy. This is a huge week and we can't be taken down by the holidays. Hallam, are you with me? Yeah, Thursday uh, is about the worst offensive day possible between the Lions, Bears, uh, Cowboys maybe without their two top receivers, uh, Saints who uh, struggle on offense. It is going to be not exactly an offensive show on Thursday. So if you, the trip to fan hits you on the turkey and you miss some of football, I guess I can't say I blame you. Yeah, all six teams that are playing on Thanksgiving lost on Sunday. Wow. And all six. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it seems like of the six teams that are playing – more than the majority, the majority have injury issues going into these games. For instance, let's start here. And this is pretty much going to lay the groundwork here as we preview these three games, some fantasy impact here or not. We've got Darnell Mooney, who's been limited in practice. Allen Robinson isn't practicing and Justin Fields will not be starting in this game. So let's also not forget that Matt Nagy may actually be fired immediately after Thursday's game. That is also, that is also another thing right there. What do you think, Hallam? I've never seen that before. I've never seen a coach like, oh, we're going to fire you, but we're going to give you one more game. You got to give it the old try last time. We'll, uh, we'll let you go. I guess it's a short turnaround. I don't know. He's coming out and saying that it's not true, although no one I don't think in the world believes it's not true. Do you think so, he's telling his family, guys, I don't know if he has kids or married or anything. He does. Do you, because okay. <laughs> Do you think he's telling his family, guys, I know it's Thanksgiving, but I could lose my job on Thanksgiving. Just want to say it's okay. I you know, I could lose my job on Thanksgiving. I think everyone knows that he's going to lose his job, whether it is Thursday or Friday. I mean, there's a video of uh, his son's high school crowd fi- uh, chanting "Fire Matt Nagy" with the the kid playing. So uh, I, think, I don't think it's a That's very. That's not it's a, right. The Bulls. The Bulls fans were chanting "Fire Matt Nagy" at the Bulls game the other night. So. Everybody in the world knows it's coming. He apparently said um, that he wasn't going to let his future affect the team, but then he canceled afternoon and evening meetings today. That's according to uh, Sylvie from Waddle and Sylvie, who are on ESPN radio in Chicago. So uh, those guys know what's up. Uh, Nagy's going to get fired, but it may actually be for the best for the Bears because keep in mind the best game that Justin Fields had this year was when Nagy wasn't on the sideline. So, it may improve things. I can't imagine it affects the performance uh, for the Bears if he if he uh, is the coach. I mean, they've been terrible with him when they he thought he had job security. So I can't imagine it getting any worse. I mean, let's look at what else was going on when it comes to these injuries. First of all, guys, I'm going to ask one question: With Dalton under center for this game, I mean, we had seen Cole Komet getting targeted a lot, and then we had Week Eleven. Not so good. And it, what I thought was an incredible matchup, I'll admit, I, shame on me, was telling everybody, hey, instead of taking a risk, if you need the points by waiting on Rob Gronkowski, I said this, I don't care. I don't give a damn that I'm admitting this, okay? You're going to be wrong sometimes, and I'm going to own it, all right? I was wrong. Call me stupid or whatever. I was telling all of you to be careful with Rob Gronkowski, 
And if someone like a Cole Komet is out there on waivers, pick him up. The Ravens defense kind of stinks. And at the time, we still weren't too sure whether or not Gronk was going to play. So I stand by that. That's what you got to do. A lot more of us are on the outside looking in to the playoffs right now. We need the freaking points. That's where I stand. Yeah, it's always a tough call with the Monday night action and whatnot. But I'm fine going Cole Komet this week because, in all honesty, who the heck are they going to throw to? Yeah. I mean, I don't right? think Alan Robinson's playing. I mean, it's just a pure volume thing at this point, right? Wasn't that the argument with – Evan Ingram for a few weeks, like literally all the wide receivers were injured. They got to throw the ball to somebody. So, and I'm, I'm not buying the I'm not buying the Marquise Goodwin from last week either. Most of his yards came on one catch. He's yeah. uh, if he doesn't catch that bomb, he's not giving you much. So don't buy into that garbage from last week. Well, we know the issues that the Raiders have dealt with, but now we go beyond that and look at who they're facing in that second game, the 4:30 p.m. Eastern game, and that is the Dallas Cowboys, which. I feel like half of our coworkers are going to be locked in on that game, being that it's a big, big Cowboys support staff among the FA family. But the Cowboys are dealing with injuries of their own. And, I mean, with C.D. Lamb, outside shot to play, but we'll have to see. And maybe even more important than that, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he wants to play through this injured knee, but as someone who has Elliott in a lot of places, I'm not very happy right now. I, I was hoping that when it came to Elliott, I mean, trust me, I have Gibson in a lot of places too. And I've had to deal with the frac- him playing through the fractured shin in which he's, I don't want to say he's done nothing, but more bad than good. This kind of gives me a little bit of a scary vibe for Zeke if he's going to play through the pain and not be able to push off and utilize his lower body to either break tackles or get himself a few more yards. Guys, it's a knee injury, not ideal. Yeah, I mean... Th- especially with a guy that runs like Zeke who needs all the power he can get in the lower body. I mean, the Raiders aren't great against the run this year. Fourth worst um, at 132 yards a game I just pulled up. Yeah, so there you go. They're like the Chargers. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, but still, being – I mean, how good is 60% of Zeke, right? Right. Like – is Tony Pollard actually going to vulture a bunch of touches uh, from him as they try to protect him? I don't know. I, I also have Zeke in my money league, and I'm just coming down to the wire for the playoffs. So I'm right there with you, Fensty. I am not terribly happy with this I'm going to play through it situation on a short week. Of so all I've had to mentally tell myself already because I'm going to be – Around family, little kids. I can't curse. I get very into my fantasy football. I can't help it. I just I'm into it. That's a you know, that's why I work in the business because I love it so much. So I get very into the games when I'm watching the specific games, not just like bouncing around from game to game. But I'll just say this: I already have it in my mind that Tony Pollard's gonna get more carries, and I'm almost hoping that Zeke vultures him at the goal line for a few scores. Right, you're gonna need touchdowns to produce any value from Zeke. Right, exactly. So if he ends up getting, what, eight, nine carries, but scores two touchdowns from the one-yard line, okay. It pulls a Mike Allstock game. (laughs) Listen, man, you know what? I grew up watching Lamont Jordan, okay? There are definitely (laughs) uses for multiple running backs here in situations like this, all right? 
I mean, what do you think about all this, Helm? Because am I am I just going too crazy with the dramatics, or do we have a real crap situation we could be looking at for the next number of weeks? You dramatic? What? Never. Never, ever. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. You'd have to have a by week 12 between buys, and I know it's only two teams this week. It's the Chiefs, and I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. Uh, that's off this week. Uh are you? Do you have three guys in your roster better than Zeke? I don't think I do. So I know I have him in two leagues, and he's starting for me in both of them, whether he's in a good situation or not. I'm going to roll him out there. He's one of the best. And uh, like you said, he doesn't have to get a lot if he could fall into the end zone. And with the Raiders' run defense uh, and the fact that the Cowboys might be down to their two toppers, probably are going to be down their two top receivers, uh, I think they could be attacking it on the ground a little bit more. Yep, the Cardinals are, by the way, the other team that are on by this week. Thank you. So Arizona and Kansas City both will be off there. Continuing to talk about the Thanksgiving, we haven't even gotten to the rest of these games here yet because there have been injury impacts with all of these games, including the next one here, because now Mark Ingram isn't practicing. So it's, you know, it's one of those situations where we don't know if we'll have him. And I'll say this, Cole Beasley is freaking hurt and he needs to sit, Okay. He's not, I mean, you're, you were watching him. He's slow. He can't do what he does. He's clearly hurt, and he's been hurt for a few weeks. And last week, they brushed it under the rug, but he was hurt. I think he even got hurt at the end of the week last week. So it's one of those situations where if I have Cole Beasley going into this one, I mean, I don't love the matchup anyway, but at the end of the day, it's one of those things where I don't know if I could trust him with what I've seen. He's clearly hurt, and he's going to continue to play probably. Yeah, I'm, I just wonder if there's like a stigma with Beasley trying to play through it based off of his preseason talk about how he wasn't vaccinated and he was sticking with it and he really didn't care what other people thought and he's this tough guy and whatever. Can he really sit himself during an, during an injury at this point given the talk? Like he's going to get it so bad on Twitter if he pulls himself out of games. I agree with you. He should because he's not helping the team. He's not doing what he normally does being the shifty slot guy um, type guy. He's just not that. And, and, you're, and Josh, you're right, by the way, Sells. You're right because now the Bills are in a dogfight with the all of a sudden New England Patriots. Yeah. Who won five in a row for the division crown. Right. And so they can't – They the Bills got to keep the foot on the gas, and it's a tough matchup. They already know Stephon Diggs is probably going to be neutralized pretty decently in this matchup. They haven't been able to run the ball like all season between Zach Moss and Josh Allen and Devin Singletary and whoever the hell else they want to put back Matt, there. Matt Breida. No, Matt Breida is the resurgence. Can't run the ball. Now they're playing the Saints, who you can't run the ball against for like the last five years going. Yeah. So – they're, and and they've got to, like, you know, their tail's a little tucked after getting blown out at home 41-14 to 14 last weekend. So it's a bad spot for the Bills. Yeah, it definitely is. Let's look at some of the other games that are going on here because now when it comes to the situation, we have some of the injuries here. When it comes to Atlanta, though, um, here's a big question for you guys. How are you feeling about Kyle Pitts the rest Not of the playing. way? What's that? <laughs> I'm not playing him. I'm just kidding. I don't even have him. You're, I mean, let's I mean, just if you, say you did. I mean, you're, you're playing. I would play him. I was kidding. But right. in the two-minute drill, if you all listened to that that came out earlier on Tuesday, I gave the bust of the week to the entire Falcons offense. Because um, there's weeks. no two ways about it. <laughs> I mean, 
in all honesty, I do have Russell Gage. And, well, let me put it this way. I had Russell Gage. I dropped him because uh, I just don't trust anything they're doing right now. Like, they don't get open. They don't run the ball. They don't have very helpful matchups down the stretch either. So, if you have Kyle Pitts, you're going to play him because where else are you going at tight end? Right. But can you trust him? Not how you could earlier this year. No. No, I think the only thing you can hope for with the Falcons is that the entire game is garbage time. I think it's what they've lost what sixty-eight to three the last two weeks. So I mean, they're at least going to throw a lot. So I mean, outside of Pitts and Gage, they really don't have Tajay Sharp and Zacchaeus. I mean, there's no you're not writing home Hayden Hurst now that he was any goods on IR. They really have only two options. So I, I think you know neither of them are. Great options. Obviously, Pitt is, Pitts is a little bit better off. Well, a lot better off than Gage, but yeah. somebody's got to catch some passes. I mean, Matt Ryan's not going to throw for 75 yards like Tim Boyle did. He's going to throw for, you know, at least a buck 50. Somebody's got to get some yards. So, yeah, if you got those two, you know, you get three quarters of garbage time and hope, but God almighty, that offense is just awful. Like, I can't believe we had to sit through that on Thursday night. That was Dude, just tonight, eight. I'll tell you this, spoiler alert. Tonight, I don't, so you'll hear it already, but tonight on Alarm After Hours, we are literally throwing Mike Davis away with the trash. They oh, yeah. literally have a trash compactor, and he's going in. No disrespect. We'll just say Mike Davis, from the fantasy standpoint, is going into the trash. And I got to say this. Props to my boy Adam Rodas, too, our guy from the site, because he was, from the entire time, had it pegged. And he's like, everybody is saying he's guaranteed the volume. That doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to translate into production or if he had a full workload. And he was staying off of them. I had him in the Scott Fishbowl, which has been awful for me this year. I've lost everybody on my team. And so with that, I mean, I got to give him some credit. But tonight we are officially throwing him in the trash. Someone who has been taken out of the trash and put back into the category of relevance in the National Football League. Cam Newton, back with his squad. I know how it's funny, right? Full circle, round and round we go. Now he's got a matchup against Miami. How are you guys feeling about said matchup this weekend after what you saw last week? So I like the matchup this week. And James Grande and I, I'll go back to the two-minute drill because we actually talked about this uh earlier on Tuesday with this week's two-minute drill. I think there's like a two-week window here for Cam to use as a flyer because if you look at the last few weeks of the season for the Panthers and their schedule, it's brutal. They've got like two matchups against the Bucks. They face the Bills, and I think they face the Saints in four of the last like five games of the year. So those are not tasty matchups. The next couple weeks... I think are perfectly fine to play Cam Newton. He's running the ball. He's passing the ball. He's scoring touchdowns. I think that's fine. But after that, I think you got to have another plan in place with Cam. Uh, I'm well documented of not being on the Cam train. I know he had a couple touchdowns last week. And Miami's defense has played better over the past, I think, three weeks. You know, the Jets scored a little bit on them, but uh, not too much. You know, I understand that the rushing, you know, leads to points. I I just have a hard time playing a guy who's – I just think he's another Taysom Hill, and I hate Taysom Hill. I mean, I guess he's a little bit better than Taysom Hill. He can but, actually uh, throw the football. He can at least yeah. throw it, yeah, five, ten yards. Uh, you I, know what Taysom, I, Hill, Taysom Hill is good at, guys, very quickly? He's very good at getting paid. Yeah, he That's is. true. Sorry about that. 
No, that's okay. I don't know that I was going anywhere with it, so I appreciate yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, he's got the Dolphins this week and the Falcons next week. And then after that, he's at the Bills, home against the Bucks, at the Saints, and at the Bucks. So for fantasy yeah, playoffs. You can throw on them maybe if his arm is a little bit more loosened up by then. Now I will say the Bills just get just got torched on the ground and they got torched on the ground by another bigger back and Derrick Henry not saying Cam Newton is capable of running that way, but rushing yards are there. However, the Bucks and Saints you don't run against. You 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 just don't. Although Fenty's Antonio Gibson put up a nice running game against the Bucks last Sunday. And, and I'll report. say this too. I and I think I remember this correctly. I remember at some point when the Eagles were playing them, Miles Sanders was running effectively against them. And then they stopped giving him carries again. There was some point that game just sticks out. I almost had nightmares because I'm like, wait a minute, you can't run on this team. And here's Miles Sanders disrespected by his team. Sirianni has no idea how to use him. And he's he's running all over them in the middle of the game. And then they abandon him. Yeah, because Nick Sirianni has no idea what he's doing. Stupid. It's just unbelievable, man. I, I just with this guy, it, it's unbelievable. It's just it's almost not even for all of us who drafted him. It's almost not even our fault. He's not getting the volume. Well, now they're just running the ball, you know, 65% of the time. So it's like multiple people are getting said volume. But I mean, it's like everyone knows you're running the ball. I mean, Jalen right. Hurts doesn't throw it 20 times. So it's between him and Howard, who I know is going to miss this week, and Boston Scott. It's just, it's just run, 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 run. So you got like three guys getting 12 to 15 carries on that team every week. I'll say I'll say this too, by the way, going on to another game quickly. So did you see Ryan who was in my stock watch report at fantasyalarm.com this week? I'm embarrassed to say I did not. All right. Well, thank you very much for the support and being a great friend. So I will <laughs> say that Brandon Ayuk, who was uh-huh. on the other side of that stock watch report, dude, I waited it out as long as I can. And I said, okay, he had a week, you know, in between the strong weeks, he had a weak one. Then he comes back with a strong one. I had to put him as trending up, man. Just another weapon who we saw succeed last season. Now, all of a sudden, things are working out for him. Don't know if maybe he's finally 100% healthy or that he understands the offense that he was in last year. So with that, I mean, man, with what you've seen, because I know you focus on the 49ers being your big supporter. I mean, the rest of the way here, we could be able to trust this guy for double-digit production? You know, I I think this week will really tell the tale, uh, because last week with Elijah Mitchell out, Devo Samuel was like a one of the running backs. I think he had seven or eight carries and did really well with them. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, I got some more targets because they were focusing on Samuel in the backfield. So I think this week, uh, I assume Mitchell will be back. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, he, he's having success, you know, so I, I have a feeling that it should continue. I mean, we always knew he was talented. It wasn't, a, I don't know what happened at the beginning of the year, and we'll never know. Uh, but yeah, I think if he's, I, I doubt he's still on your waiver wire now that he's had a couple of good games, but if he is, I, I would definitely be someone I'd be grabbing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Ayuk, it was what was rumored to be something. He wasn't practicing the right way is the latest rumors I saw. He wasn't uh, taking practice seriously, which, you know, you play like you practice. So I, I understand, uh, you know, that. But, yeah, I, I'm with Ryan in that uh, Debo was their leading rusher this week, and it was a weird week. Uh, not only because Debo was the leading rusher, but it was a cross-country trip on a short week. 
And it was against the Jaguars. Like, can we honestly take anything we see against the Jaguars seriously? Like, they're... I mean, I know they've beaten a couple of teams, and they've had some weird, close games. But can we really take anything we see against the Jaguars seriously? When it's my team beating them, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I actually took the Jags to cover versus the Colts two weeks ago. I mean... The Colts aren't, like, I mean, I know they just housed Buffalo, but, like. In Buffalo. <laughs> in Buffalo. But the Colts are, like, that kind of team where, like, they play to the level of their competition. So, that I mean, that wasn't a bad call two right. weeks ago. Right. Guys, with that, being that it is Thanksgiving week and being that, we do it every single episode on Family Times. Time to go to the family table. Hope you're bringing more than just turkey because I'm not a huge turkey guy kind of bores me overall i'll be honest with you i don't think it tastes that great i mean yeah you can put gravy on anything and it'll be good but at the same time i'm just not a huge turkey guy but i'll just say this and this is my thought that i'm bringing to the family table did you really it's it's more of a rhetorical question think about this did you think maybe 12 weeks ago that the two most reliable running backs taken in the first two rounds Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris. I didn't think that was going to be the case. I'm, I was kind of on the Najee Harris train because when the Steelers have had one back that they trust, they give that guy a ton of volume. And knowing that Ben Roethlisberger is literally falling apart and they're duct taping him back together every single week and have been for three years, they were going to be leaning on a running game that they haven't had in three years. So I was there with... Uh, Najee Harris, I didn't know if we could trust the volume for Jonathan Taylor, to be honest, because uh, he had put up good numbers last year, but Naeem Hines and, um, you know, some others still got a decent amount of carries. The one I'm really shocked about, and James Grande, our colleague, has been on this bandwagon oh, all connected. season, and we basically called him out on this podcast earlier this year calling him an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Austin Eckler has been phenomenal this year. Uh, he's I don't think like, we called him an idiot. No, you uh, weren't there. It was, a, it was a week when you had the baby. It was me and Sells called him an and idiot. And Alan definitely. Well, what? They lost the in the first We're round? Like, he, was going like, he was going like fifth or sixth overall at the time. Yeah, it was it, that was too much for me. I was just waiting yeah. for him to fall apart. He we should have him back on. Would be like have an outside shot of being RB3. And guess what? He's sitting exactly at RB3 right now. Because he's like, well, if he gets this volume and puts up this yards and scores this, we were like, but he's never done that in his entire career. Well, I don't think it was. I don't think it was idiot. I think it was stupid idiot or something like that. (laughs) But we should we should have him back on. We should have him back on in a couple weeks, and and I should apologize to him on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, done. Like you, I'm gonna own when I'm wrong, and I have been wrong. Got him, man. Yeah, I was I was wrong on that one too. Guess what? Despite what 40% of fantasy analysts think, everyone is wrong. Yep. A lot. A lot. But 40% <laughs> are never wrong. Never, ever wrong. And they won't let works you works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Yes. <laughs> we got to sell content, content, content. We can't be humans. We're undefeated. We're not lying. We've never gotten a bet wrong before. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Bull. Yeah. Um... So what am I bringing to the table besides 
uh, Fenstie's disdain for Turkey, apparently. Mm. Um, not as much disdain as our colleague John and Pemba is having this Thanksgiving, having it at his now fiance's house, because there won't be lasagna or pasta of any kind. Uh, that's a he, yeah. John and Pemba apparently can't function without pasta. It's some he's, he's an Italian stallion. Yeah, I mean he's I like pasta like the next guy, but you can take a break for a day. Nah, bro, I prefer pasta over turkey for Thanksgiving. You want lasagna at Thanksgiving over? You know what? I'm not a huge lasagna guy, so I'm not sure. Ziti, 100%. <laughs> um, so I'm going to bring my, my favorite side dishes here for the family table. Uh, one of them, it happens to be perfectly uh, great this year because Hanukkah starts the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Really? But potato latkes. On the Thanksgiving table, homemade potato latkes. And I'm not talking about you get the Manischewitz powdered potato mix. I'm talking you get actual shredded potato and you make them and you fry them in the oil and whatnot. Also, as a soup, like a lot of people have soup for Thanksgiving. It's very important to pair a light soup before the turkey. Matzo ball soup is phenomenal before you have the turkey. So I'm going with those for my two favorite sides. We do them almost every year. Not the biggest mashed potato guy. Not the biggest sweet potato guy. Um, you slander stuffing, and we're we're muting you. No, I like stuffing. Stuffing's All right, fantastic. Good. It's <laughs> soup soaked bread. What's not to like about that? It's uh, delicious. I've seen um, a lot of Thanksgiving slander on Twitter, and I've had enough of it. I got to be honest. I always just say, well, "No, you don't know." Someone in your family doesn't know how to cook. Yeah, you I don't saw, like. It. I saw that response to the guy who was like, "Yeah, turkey sucks." Like he would have mac and cheese. That's what he wants for Thanksgiving, is mac and cheese. I hear a lot of people putting mac and cheese I, on the Thanksgiving table, and I don't understand. Like, I don't think I've ever had that at Thanksgiving. Dude, a nice homemade four cheese mac and cheese is a revelation. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I've never had it at Thanksgiving, and I don't know. Like, you really carb load with the tryptophan? It's not a great combination. Y'all youngins love your mac and cheese. Yeah, of course, dude. Craft. It was the only thing we could cook at 11 yeah. years ago. Also, by the way, I will say that charcuterie, the, the, the meat and cheese tray, is making a comeback. You know why? Because we were all brought up on Lunchables. Yes, yes. crackers, meat, and cheese, and slices. Why? Why do we think oh, it's coming? coming dude, back? wash it all down with a Pacific Cooler Capri Sun. Uh huh. Amazing. Amazing. Helen, what are you bringing to the table? Oh uh, well, since it's Thanksgiving, I have to bring. Oh, and I'll speak for all three of us. I know our thanks to everyone out there who listens to the show, who reads our articles, who listens to you on Sirius, and and everything that that all the the family out there. Obviously, we'd be nothing without you, and, and we appreciate your continued support. Uh, look forward to helping you win more at the end of 2021 and into 2022. And personally, for you guys, Matt Sells was the first person to train me on anything when I came to Fantasy Alarm, when I came back to Fantasy Alarm. Get up at 6 o'clock in the morning in Nebraska to help me learn the, the ins and outs of the site. So, uh, And he's never stopped helping me. And Fancy, uh, all the times you had me on your show and bringing me on to this and you know, help with everything you do. So not only the, the fans out there, but a whole hell of a lot of thanks for you too. Oh yeah. And that's, that's, it's all about you guys. And that's why we try to burn as much rubber when it comes to the content. And that's because that you guys want that 
we all want you to win. It makes us feel great when you win. And it more importantly makes us feel great when you learn something too. And you learn the process. Let me tell you, it's one thing when it's like, hey, thanks, Fedsty, you guys, because I, I love that. That's a victory for me. You know, thanks, Fedsty, I won my week. But, you know, something that you guys taught us in the season helped me become better. I mean, that that is exactly what we're going for. And that's why I love being part of our site, because we're part we're about the process as well as the picks, too. So with that, guys, cheers to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and to everybody out there as well. And by the way, how I, I double what you say about cells because he's still helping me with tech stuff, even in the last 48 hours. So <laughs> now, I helped our, our chief of technology with an Excel thing like two days ago. So. Wow. Look at you. Cells. Yeah. There you He's go. Sells his technology DFS value is about to be 9K on DraftKings <laughs> right there. For Sells, Ryan Hallam, you can follow Matt Sells at The Salesman. You can follow Ryan Hallam at Fighting Chance. And you can follow me, Justin Fensterman, at Fence D Sports. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Be safe. Be merry. But at the same time, stay focused on your fantasy football teams. Because whenever when your routine stops, it's very easy to forget things. Do not Forget to set your lineups again and again and again. Three games on Thursday. Let's all dominate. Let's win.